Tonight, the role of Jeremy will be played by an alternate universe version of yourself, trapped forever by a wizard spell. On the cover, an image divided four ways. In the top left, Darren sits at a table with Meredith, both of them silently looking down into glasses while an elaborate breakfast sits untouched. In the top right, Piero looks at six people behind a clear barrier, each of them covered in black spots. Piero's hand reaches out to them as they throw themselves against the barrier. In the bottom left, William hides against an alley wall as half a dozen vehicles speed by, each emblazoned with the Infernus family crest. And in the bottom right, the Baroness and Dr. Bahat consider a floating display of a strange man on a strange motorcycle. Issue 20, A Swiftly Burning Fuse. Welcome back to issue 20. Two zero. We have officially arrived uh, in our in our twenties. We're gonna start drinking, um, <laughs> renting cars, not crashing. Until next episode. Not, yeah, not We're gonna get an early start. It's fine. <laughs> Legal drinking age in Axiom City twenty one. Twenty or twenty one. Uh, you know twenty one, but I'm I'm your I'm not like the rest of the moms. I'm like a cool mom. <laughs> as long as you're supervised, I'd rather do it at home instead of emphasis on the super. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Don't do drugs, kids. So we're off to a good first minute, as always. <laughs> so I want to I want to pick up um, with William and Piero because the last time we left them off, it was kind of a uh, Piero tries to kick William out. William says, "No, you don't kick me out." Um, and I want to kind of pick up on that kind of the next morning because Horace was kind of adamant that you two need a lecture about magic safety. Mm-hmm. So first off, are you going to go uh, take this lecture, or are you just going to blow Horace off? What do you think? I don't have a lot of parental figures right now, <laughs> so sure. You've I'll got one that's up. always over your shoulder. <laughs> it's okay, he's not in his office right now. I can tell. Okay, the two of you wander about the city looking for the signs of Horus, as you do. And somewhere around 9 o'clock that morning, you find a temporarily closed for maintenance donut shop that fits your last symbol. And when you knock on the door, there's no answer. Oh no. What if we open the door? Sure. Uh, go ahead and open the door, and inside, yeah, you've got Horace's sanctum, uh, but she is not in there. That's not a good sign. Yeah, there's a fireplace, there's a little fire going in it. Uh, you know, there's that big pile of treasure over in one corner that's just always there. <laughs> is there anyone we can call about Horace? Can we call Tony Rex and be like, eh, what's up? Where's Horace? You know anything about this? list of bad ideas. (laughs) Well, my two options were uh, go through the treasure pile, which uh, if we're here for a magical safety... I've already done that once. You're welcome to try. Yeah, if we're going for a magical safety talk, maybe sifting through magical items is not what Horace would want. You know, that's up to you. Uh, You're you're a teenager. You do what you want. (laughs) I've been down that road already. It worked out okay, but that doesn't mean I'm going to risk it again. (laughs) Okay, so I think we have that panel where you guys are just kind of like looking through the door here uh, at this big empty room, kind of figuring out what to do. Mm -hmm. Behind you, there is a cough. You turn around and there's Horace with a little bag from a local donut place 
and a little tray of coffees. Nice. Glad I didn't go through the, oh. the, the, the pile of treasures. I really wish you would have. been really funny. <laughs> And she pushes past you into the room. Admirable, admirable restraint, kids. Come on in. Let's talk about safety. <laughs> the talk. You get inside. She conjures up her normal chair and has a seat and passes out some uh, some coffee. And let's let's establish this right quick. How do each of you have your coffee? Black. Okay. Are you a fancy coffee kind of kid? I feel like you would be. But I don't actually drink coffee personally, gotcha. so I don't gotcha. know enough do, do to you tell think, you. Do you think William is more of a sweet or a bitter kind of person? Macchiatos are a pain in the ass. We're going to go with sweet in this case. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, probably fancy, probably whipped cream on the top. Uh, you know, some sort of... Uh, oh, no, it's one of those things where you've got, like, the little shape in the foam. Oh. Uh, yes. Yeah, so someone had to really yes. know what they were doing to make this. Perfect. Yep, yeah, perfect. So last night, I had a run-in with and she looks over at Piero kind of you but definitely not so that sounds familiar yeah yeah right. uh and there's one other thing that I kind of wanted to talk to you about cuz there's a problem might as well just rip the bandaid off and she makes kind of an arcane symbol at one of the walls and it goes transparent behind there in a padded uh Surprisingly cozy, but very definitely contained room are six people, uh, all of whom are just covered in black spots. Meet George, Dan, Rebecca, Steve, Mariah. I don't know what the last one's name is. I'm sorry. It was a long night. And she looks over. She goes, Danielle. Oh, perfect. Thank you. And she motions at the wall again. It goes, okay. These are the ones I could round up. These are the ones that I found with your clone. Hero. How long was that thing gone before I showed up? Uh, let's see. Um, attacked William, and uh, I lost track of it after that. Do you remember? Couldn't have been that long. Like, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. Tops? <sighs> yeah, okay. So, I don't really know how to do with that. This thing is gonna spread. Which means we all have a problem to solve, and right now, damned if I know how to solve it. You don't know how to cure that thing. Cure the spot, or whatever it is. I <laughs> know <laughs> one way. Besides murdering someone, I'd rather not die, thanks. William, we haven't had the talk yet, so this is the talk. Hi, I'm Horace. I end things. I don't fix them. We both have... A set of powers. Yours is um, hereditary, right? Sort of. You summon things up, and they do what you tell them to. Yes. Right. I was infected by an extra-dimensional force that kind of thinks it's a god, and honestly, I don't have any reason to doubt this at this point. I don't tell it what to do. Horus is me. I just let it out. So, if you're looking for someone to cure something, I'm the wrong person to do that. Fair enough. So, here's the thing. Tell me about that spot. Tell me what it means. Tell me how you got it. I don't know. I don't know how I can talk about this, because it seems that every time I talk about it, it just gets worse. There's someone who isn't following the rules, and I made a deal, a bad deal, with 
the the teeth guy, the teeth man, the box of teeth man. Uh, and I told him that I'd bring him the rule breaker. This is so vague. It's awful. I hate this. Um, <laughs> Horace is just giving you time here. The black spot, it, it, the this infection is looking for a specific person, and I don't know what's going to happen once they find them. So let's back up a minute. You made a deal. What are the terms of that deal? All I have to do is find this person and touch them, and it'll bring them to the teeth guy. And you uh, haven't done that because... I have a... I have a little bit of a plan. I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but I don't like the terms of this deal, and I feel like I was really pushed into a corner. I can understand that. I think we have a, a little bit of a understanding here. At the same time, I don't know how many people have been affected by this already, and it seems like you're giving up one person to save a lot of other people if you just go along with this, right? If I went along with it, yes, but my plan is to find my friend who they're looking for and use her, try to convince her to help me stop him. Okay. How are you going to find her? She always uh, seems to find me. Repeatedly. So, yeah. So you're just going to wait until she shows up? Uh, I mean, I know she's going to show up, and she has shown up, I just... Okay. Haven't so had the chance to talk to her. Let's try and speed this timeline up a little bit here, huh? When does she show up? What makes her show up? It seems like she shows up when I'm sharing a tender moment with others. That <laughs> seems to be where she really uh, loves inserting herself. Okay. So she, you're telling me that she shows up when you're narratively vulnerable? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that actually makes sense. The magical world doesn't operate on things like logic or physics. It operates on narrative. So... You should have paid more attention in English class. <laughs> oh, don't worry. You're living your own narrative right here. Thank you. Eh, we'll see how it ends. One of my parents is a theater professor, if you want to brush up a little bit. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> parents, that's perfect. Who's the most vulnerable, tender? What will be the absolute worst moment? Parents? Why not? My parents? Why not? There's all sorts of them. Uh, what what, if do you not get, like your parents? I love my parents, but what if they get hurt? What if it's my fault? Do you want me to open the wall and let you talk to the six people back there about why this is uh, not your fault? It is my fault. I don't, I don't deny that this is my fault. Well, here's the first rule of magical safety, Piro. There's no such fucking thing. You're messing with forces that are unpredictable and largely uncontrollable. And sometimes you have to give in to that. You just have to let it happen. You can't protect people by, and I know this sounds dumb, protecting them. Okay. That's fair. In the meantime, I'm going to try and find some better accommodations for my prisoners for the moment. So feel free to finish your coffees, and then if you would kindly get the hell out of my house. <laughs> I don't feel like we talked a lot about magical safety here. Yeah... I feel much more informed on that. So, what I'm understanding is, is I need to find someone, or we, <laughs> but in this case, I, because I'm directly affected by this, someone to get this spot off my neck, 
and potentially help them as well. But to get the spot off my neck, because if I don't, you will eventually murder me. I'm hoping that if we take care of whatever problem put that spot on Piro in the first place... Teeth guy thing. Teeth guy. Sure. If we take care of that problem, I'm hoping this problem will just go away. If it doesn't, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> I don't like that phrasing. <laughs> it's apt. Oh, uh, the person we're looking for, by the way, uh, you can't touch them. William. She uh, opens up the door into the wall with the rest of these, uh, you know, afflicted people. Uh, heads in and leaves you two alone in her sanctum for the moment. Uh, with instructions to finish your coffee and then get the hell out of, your, out of her house. Right, right, right. What do you do? I would like to blow on the, on the glass wall where the patients, I will refer to them as. No, at the uh, moment it just looks like a wall. Oh, damn. She, she re-opaked it. Well, I want to apologize to these people. That's, that's, really, that's my goal here. That's kind of your goal here? Yeah. Okay. So give me, give me that panel. What does that look like? Well, what I wanted to do was, uh-huh. was blow on the glass uh-huh. so that they can see it and uh-huh. then write, I'm sorry, sure. uh, in, the, in the fog. Sure. Uh, do you want to try and uh, invisible this wall? Because you saw her make a symbol at it. You know, you know what she did to do it. Um, yeah, sure. Why Let's not? have you unleash your powers. Okay. Plus three. Seven. All right. So this is either going to be uh, unstable temporary or you can uh, take a condition. But you make the thing, you make that little symbol with your hand, and the wall is very briefly uh, clear. I will I'll mark a condition. Okay, what are you going to mark? I'm going to mark guilty. <laughs> when you When you do this, uh, first off, because you know that that's where you know, Horace just went. Mm-hmm. Uh, Horace is gone, as is Danielle. So one of these people is already out of this room. The other five... You know, when you wave, are you waving with the hand that has the spot on it? Yeah, why not? <laughs> that sounds good. Something kind of comes over them when they see that, specifically on you, and they start throwing themselves against the wall, like clawing at it, trying to get to you. Ah, very glad I didn't take unstable or temporary. <laughs> I'm going to grab Piro by the shirt collar and just start dragging them away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're done here. Okay, is that something that you're fighting or are you just going? No, I'll just go. Okay. I'll give up. All right. So, yeah, you're, you're back out on the streets, and I think that's where we're going to pause with you for the moment. Uh, do I have to park, mark, mark my doom track? You, in fact, do. Can I because say you did talk about your one law. thing before you transfer over? Yeah, yeah, go for it. We need to set a trap. So, the Baroness. Yeah. It is the following morning. Uh, you were out street tagging you uh-huh. know, quite late last night. Yeah. Uh, eventually, you head back to Kopi, <laughs> I would assume. Yeah, I okay. think so. And the next morning, you get up, and... You have a... You've got kind of like a sonar pinging going off in the back of your head. Okay. It's tracking something that you can tell is kind of out towards the edge of town right now, but it is moving towards you. Interesting. Can I, like, run a system diagnostic? Is this something that normally happens? This is not... This has never happened before. Okay. If you want to try and, like, run sort of a system diagnostic thing, I think that will work for for this. Yes, I would like to Um, figure out what's going on. Sure. I would like you to roll to assess the situation. That sounds about right. Let's Obviously, some of these questions are not going to be applicable. But... Superior. That's good. That's going to be a six. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. So, mark potential. Mark potential. <laughs> you, you start trying to run this, and rather than giving yourself a diagnostic, you basically... Um, Send out a beacon. Oh, God. 
So, this whatever this thing was out on the edge of town that's kind of heading in towards uh-huh. starts making a much straighter beeline towards Kogi. Oh, jeez. Um, who's, like, in charge here? That is an excellent question. <laughs> you actually don't know. That sounds like me. Yeah. yeah. You, you know a lot of the administrative people, yeah. but you don't know who they report to. Do they have, like, a tech support guy? <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, they were outsourcing that uh, to a guy named Grover Bahat. Ah, now, Dr. Bahat. Now, Dr. Bahat has since been released from the hospital. I see. So Bahat is back at work. I want to go see him. Okay, he's over at Apex City U. Oh, he's um, all the way over there. Yeah. How, again, how far away do I judge? How long is it going to take for that thing to get to Kopi? You know, it depends on how fast it's moving. Okay. At this point, it seems to be making progress and then stopping and then making progress and then stopping. Okay. So I, you've yeah. probably got... Honestly, at least an hour. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna see Bahats. Okay. So also okay. moving to see if it follows me or continues towards Kopi. Okay, so you're gonna head over to Apex City U. Yeah. Um so along the way, yeah, it does readjust its orientation. So that's it is what I assume would happen. towards you. Yeah. Um you Good. get there and basically you sign in to see Dr. Bahat, uh, who bumps you up pretty quickly because you were an interesting thing, and yes. then he got, uh, you know, put into a coma by a yeah. technical one. Yeah. Dr. Bahat, uh, to reiterate, mm-hmm. is a guy in probably his late 40s to early 50s, Middle Eastern descent. Uh, he is absolutely wearing an Apex City baseball cap. Uh, he's very supportive of our local baseball team. What's the name of that team again? Uh, it is the Apex City uh, Sentinel... No, Cosmos. It's the Cosmos. 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 Right. I have their finger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We recorded that baseball episode so long ago. It's been a while. <laughs> um, yes, they lead, but basically he uh, he takes you into a mm-hmm. kind of a large office. What can I what can I do for you? So when I woke up this morning, there's this thing blinking. I'm, I'm making these blinking mm-hmm. hand gestures, trying to show him where it is, and it's coming towards me, and I don't know what's going on, and figure out what's happening. It's a good description. Yes. Um, a lot to go on. <laughs> so, have you tried to run a self-diagnosis yet? I did, and it just sent out a beacon telling the thing where I was. Well, that's good. Hmm. I don't really understand how I work anymore. Help me. Yeah, you look like you've gone through some changes <laughs> since the last time I saw you. And he seems very interested in this. Mm-hmm. What, what sparked this? The changes or the pinging? The changes. Uh, I got knocked into a river by some magic thing. He pours uh, a big glass of water and slides it across the desk and then reaches into his, basically one of the little cabinets in his desk, and takes out a big medicine bottle uh-huh. and shakes out a shiny silver pill. Mm. I'm going to need you to, when was the last time you ate? Probably last night. Good enough. I'm going to need you to take this. We're going to see if we can't um, run some diagnostics. Okay. What is this? Oh, very dissolvable nanotrackers. Ah, okay. They'll stay in your system for 24 hours, and then they'll just naturally dissolve. Okay, sure. I'll go along with that. I trust you, Dr. Bahat. (laughs) (laughs) So you take those. I have no reason not to trust Dr. Bahat right now. So you take those, and they lead you down the hall to basically a big 
um, tube with a bunch of sensors in it. Mm-hmm. They have you stand in the tube. And this is the uh, this is the point where they just show a bunch of screens that show like your insides and uh-huh. you know, one of them that he pulls up definitely has a that blinking tracer on it. So you can mm. now see this visually rather than just, you know, on yes. air. Well, I can tell you that this is a radio signal. Mm. And if you want, we can you know what? I have an excellent idea. And he taps on a keyboard a couple of times and so Apex City is big about satellite technology. He basically pulls up a giant uh, high-tech Google Earth nice. and zooms in on your thing. And what you see uh-huh. is pretty familiar. Mm-hmm. So there's a motorcycle. Uh, and on it, there is a guy who kind of looks like a young Ronald Reagan in a cowboy getup. Uh, the motorcycle... <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. The, uh, the motorcycle, the handlebars are just hands. Nice. Uh, and then on the front holding the uh, headlights is a big handlebar mustache. Yes. Uh, nice. This is, this is Motorhead and Crackshot. Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Two, two members of the Killage people. <laughs> yes. Yes. And Crackshot occasionally will pull out of his cowboy vest. Uh, just a big chunky tracker and look at it and you can tell that this is when he's stopping uh-huh. and then turn down you know <laughs> down the appropriate street oh dear oh so dear. We'll, we'll get to that in just a second okay oh my so, god jeremy <laughs> okay just as a as an aside christina named these people yes, <laughs> oh yes my I god, did. Christina. this is all on me i like the uh juxtaposition of the like hard motorcycle guy <laughs> holding hands with a motorcycle that's excellent well to be fair the guy riding the motorcycle is young ronald reagan in a cowboy getup. Yeah, so. he's holding hands yeah they're holding hands holding the handlebars because yeah. they're the handlebars, handlebars. <laughs> yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah. i regret nothing that may be an issue yeah <laughs> So you should get that checked out. <laughs> so Dan. run a diagnostic check. <laughs> yes, Jeremy. So it is the following morning, and how is Darren doing this morning? Because it was a pretty emotional night. Oh, oh she's not doing too well. She's not doing uh, well and dandy this morning. Mm. Um, I think she would still be wearing like the clothes. Not clothes. She was her like wilted, mm. sad, rotting <laughs> flowers. <laughs> haven't rebloomed yet. Yeah, haven't rebloomed. They're like falling off. Like it looks very autumn. She looks very oh. autumn. Like very orangey, pale yellow, and great big green, dark green bags under mm. her eyes. Seafoam green bags under her <laughs> eyes. So Meredith in the kitchen has made you a uh, a delightful breakfast. God damn it, Meredith! It's so nice. <laughs> right? She's she's basically got um, uh, sourdough uh, and like mulch pancakes. And then just a giant glass of maple syrup. <laughs> and uh, as you kind of trudge your way upstairs, she kind of waves over from the kitchen. How are you doing? <laughs> Why don't you come have some breakfast? Uh, I start crying. <laughs> I just how kind she is. I sit at the table and I put one of my fingers in the maple syrup. And then I use the other hand to eat <laughs> the sourdough, to- sourdough and... Mulch. Mulch pancakes. <laughs> and she sits down across the table from you. So, I hear you had kind of a rough night. Do you want to talk about it? I 
honestly think Darren is genuinely in a state of shock. True. She's very frightened, and I think she's feeling that maybe that these are people that are very precious to her, mm-hmm. and she's starting to feel less and less as though she should put them in danger. <laughs> I don't think I would say that, but I think that would be, like, like, I think she would have a pained expression on her face, and I think I would, like, like, take in this, like, beautiful, warm family, Mm -hmm. and, like, they're they're not prepared for what my people (laughs) are like, and they're not, because I I think I would say, like, my people, I, my people and myself are very, very different than the people here on Earth, and... It's very hard to describe because my people are good people, but they're harsher than what you would like or understand. I I think that's a good kind of panel there. I don't think we need to follow up past that. Yeah. And I want to move from there um, to kind of an exterior, just sort of wide shot, because I think as Darren is saying this, the shots we get are basically one of uh, one of Darren's people's ships, like that organic kind of like beam pod shaped craft, um, lifting up, and then we see it moving over a lot of like wild sort of territory. Um, it obviously came down. They said somewhere you know up north in Canada, and the last panel we get is we see it kind of following the river, and we can see Apex City in the distance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah! A lot of chickens coming home to roost right yeah, now. Right? <laughs> I, is that a turn of phrase? Sorry, I've never heard that. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I think it's a turn of phrase. You know what it is now if it wasn't before? Let's get over uh, to Darren and William. Piero and William? <sighs> Jinx. Ooh, you, you, you can just don't be a set of that. Okay, that's yeah, fine. That's fine. <laughs> Let's get over to Piero and William. <laughs> so you have just left Horace's uh, sanctum, and apparently some sort of trap is going to be set at this point. Yeah. I want to sort of get onward to the particulars of that. But just as importantly, William, remember how I didn't have you roll your legacy move way back when we started this arc? Ah. Go ahead and roll your legacy move. Sure, let's do that. Granted, that was, that was like six issues ago at this point, so... <laughs> Still gotta do it. Yeah. Listen, if you kept up with the releases, it was the last episode. <laughs> was. That's true. We right, record before rolling. In advance. Yes, before rolling. Ask other players to answer these questions about your performance. Take negative one to the roll for each no answer. Okay. Which is why this always goes so poorly. Yeah. <laughs> so wait. So what has happened so far by the time we're supposed to be saying this? So this is basically from the park forward. Okay. Have I been upholding the traditions of my legacy? I mean, you have been kind of mean. <laughs> I'm not really sure I would say yes or no to that. I would say no. Okay. I think you're still actively working against uh, your family, even though it's kind of on the back burner. But you are actively searching for magical artifacts, which I think is upholding the traditions of your family. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Okay, so we've got one yes and one no at that point, then. Yeah. Uh, so Darren, <laughs> or I guess Nan, because this is out of character, Nan is the tiebreaker. Uh, yeah. I would also say you have not upheld the traditions of your family. Fair enough. Okay. Next question. Have you maintained the image of your legacy? No. You wore a t-shirt that says people, normal people clothes. That was was, was last arc. Yeah. Oh. There was the explicit, there was the scene with Eric. So I think that is, uh, Mm. 
really something that we need to think about while sure. making our decision here. Sure. So yeah. what happened there? Eric was talking about how he missed his brother. Yes. Yeah. Eric was basically talked about how um, he wanted William to come home and explained in slightly more detail what their dad's plan is and kind of why they had to do it that way, which I think William just kind of rejected out of hand. Okay. And so, what's, what's the question again? Have you been upholding the image Correct. of your family's legacy? Is that a public image or is that just image the, as a whole? The image. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say no to this one. Yeah, I'm also okay. going to say no. Right. So that's a no. That's fair. Have you made the other members of your legacy proud? What did Eric, no. I, what did Eric say when uh, they interacted? Kind of left it as a very neutral, I feel. Yeah. He wasn't, like, angry. I, yeah, I feel like he was more happy to see that you were yeah, like alive and okay. Yeah. Wow, you're making this hard, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no. They're not proud of you at the moment. Okay. Because they would have wanted you to come back. I mean, sorry, Eric did want him to come back. Yeah, exactly. So and he did but, Yeah, and he's, <laughs> and he's not. So I don't think you're, like, destroying the... No. Your legacy, but I don't think you're working towards it, so yeah. I'm going to have to go with no. Okay. So solid, we've got a solid negative three. That's <laughs> yeah. Sweet. You I do get a plus two toward it. So you're only a negative one. Negative okay. one. Well, you're fine. Not going to matter. <laughs> All right. On a miss, something you did start up the hornet's nest. Ex- expect several numbers of your legacy to meddle with your life. <laughs> which do I get to at least mark potential for that? You do. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, which, to be fair, kind of Kind of works out with, uh, you know, your last conversation with William there. With Eric. God, I keep doing that. <laughs> no. You don't understand. Write it on your hand. Characters is the same. Get them tattooed on your knuckles. <laughs> Eric, William. Ooh. We're out of, we're out of knuckles. W-L-I-M. but uh, Yeah. We could just tattoo it on Jordan's forehead. We have post-it notes. I'd rather do that I love the so, two extremes, post-it note or tattoo, and we immediately went to tattoo first. So I think the way that this uh, kind of plays out at the moment is as you exit Horace's sanctuary, you see a lot of vehicles that you know are you know in your dad's motor pool. These are definitely your father's people. Um, just speeding down the street. Toward us? Nope. They are heading towards Kopi at the moment. Ah. Ruh-roh, Raggy. <laughs> okay. If we're going to set a trap, I'm just going to ignore that for the time. Yeah, that's fair. I like ignoring things. I don't, I don't know what to make of that. So uh, if we're going to set a trap, we're going to need to get the group together because there's no way we're going to pull that off on our own. So I would like to uh, use my watch to try and come up with a meeting place and communicate with the group that I would like to get together. That's probably that's fair smart. Enough. And at this point, you're not in any kind of stressful situation. So what does oh, that message look like? So I don't message? have to come yeah. up with. No, no, you don't have to. What does that message look like? Something to the effect of, uh, need to discuss some things. Let's get together. Party at Piro's house. <laughs> Party at Piro's house. <laughs> okay. So I think, uh, we'll move over to the Baroness right quick. Where you get that message is kind uh-huh. of just after seeing, uh, uh-huh. a motorhead and crack shot. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely tracking you. Yeah, yeah. And so then you get a message on your, on your Phoenix watch, uh, from William. Uh, How do you respond? Uh, or do you just leave it on red? <laughs> Don't you dare do that to me. <laughs> I'm going to read it. Okay. I'm going to say... And then leave it. <laughs> I'm, I'm 
to You know, this is a it. great opportunity to like bring us all together so oh. you don't have to face this alone, right? Oh, yes, I that's do true. know okay, anyway, that. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> the Barons. Sorry. What do you do? Yeah. Um I am Red123. Yes. <laughs> typing, typing, typing. Backspace, backspace, backspace. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I'm gonna type a bunch of messages and erase them, but I'm not going to send a message just yet. Okay. I need to know if Dr. Bahad can, like, scramble the signal so they can't find me. I think he I think he can help you. Okay. And I think the way this is going to work is go ahead and unleash your powers okay. um, and take a plus one on that. Because I, right. I think Bahad can help you with that. Okay. That's a... But he will use the one team in your pool to do so. That's a 13? That'll do it. <laughs> uh, so... Between the two of you, um, he basically writes a small piece of code that's going to bounce that signal back to okay. a bunch of random cell towers, and then you successfully install that and prevent your internal coding from just purging it immediately. Okay. So you've got this kind of like <clears throat> in a little bubble in your head. Okay. So it might, you know, at some point your coding might reassert itself, but for now... I figure there's a timer on that, but I... It's fairly long, as long as, long as nothing traumatic happens to you. <laughs> <laughs> To okay. You? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my my code is trying to purge my protections. But yes. anyways, I'll I will eventually text back. I, I'll say, sure, let's keep it quick. <laughs> Send. You are the worst. <laughs> so and so we move back over to Darren. Uh, Meredith is now outside doing some gardening, uh, and you kind of have a place to yourself. The boys are at school at the moment. What do you do? And you get this message on your on your uh, on your watch. From mm. William basically just asking everybody to meet up. Are you going to respond, or uh, are you just taking a U day? No, I'm going to respond. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to be going through like the routine as if everything's fine. Sure. sure. Yeah. It's not, but I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pretend. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, well, that's very <laughs> human behavior, isn't it? Denial. <laughs> 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 it's the most human ball. <laughs> The whole episode about denial. Um, Basically. Yeah. Nothing's wrong. Denial. I'm just trying to deal with my problems. Everything's fine. You're dealing with Pyrrha's problems, not yours. It's his problem <laughs> he now, them too. My problems. Yeah, it's his problem oh. now, too. Okay. Thanks. I so, am wearing a really nice scarf, by the way, just so I can <laughs> oh, Can it be an ascot? It? Yeah, what story Ooh, did you ascot, steal this ascot, from? Ascot, dressed by committee, dressed by committee. Yeah, I, it's it's not an ascot. It's That's a scarf. fine. It's a scarf. What color is it? Just uh, gray and black. Okay. What store did you steal it from? <laughs> we don't have to discuss that. <laughs> it's definitely serious. William is more of a scarf. It's definitely serious. It's definitely serious. What year is it? Uh, it's 19... <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'm sorry. It's 2000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... 2000X. Where are you guys meeting? Pyrrha's house, yes. You gonna be Pyrrha's? Yeah, I mean, uh, that would make sense, right? Because we're both already here. Sure. Okay. Well, I assume we know where you're. Well, we're standing is. outside. Of or at least they, they, they can. Or be that's true. I can. We could be anywhere in the city. Yeah. Wait, yeah. though. Wait, wait. Are we really deciding like in a suburb that we're going to all meet together when someone's tracking her? If only we I don't know. Someone's that. tracking you. Someone's tracking you. Someone's tracking you. Someone's tracking me. It doesn't really matter where we go. Because we're in a suburb. There's people there with their families teaching their kid how to ride their bike. At least we'll be in a deserted house when the aliens come blow up the house. Right. And at least no one else will get hurt. I'm hoping all the people tracking all of us just. Let's have this conversation in character. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't say that. That's good. That's good. So. 
I'm assuming Piero's house will work out then. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. It's a sanctuary. Unless you want to do the abandoned level of it's, it's not, it, well, it's not the like mask sanctuary. is your sanctuary, yeah. but that's fine. Yeah. All right. So you all meet at uh, Piero's place, and I think probably just downstairs in the big kind of empty living room. Let's let's get a, a quick visual. What does it look like? Have you dragged any furniture in here? Is it just bare? It's imaginary furniture. Uh, <laughs> uh, lots of imaginary beanbag chairs. Um, but there's no one here to see it, so would they actually... You all see it. You all see it. Uh, and also, William lives with me, so yeah. that canonically makes me stronger. I understand. That's true. Um, so, uh, yes. Be, uh, just really the tackiest shit. I gotta tell shit. you guys, it is the weirdest thing sleeping on an invisible bed. <laughs> <laughs> But your brain thinks it's real, but you That's know true. it's not. It's actually better because it's like a really nice, like feather right. mattress. Right, it's as soft like, as you can possibly but imagine. But do you imagine a pee in the mattress? Wait, I have a great question. Actually, yes. when he falls asleep and goes unconscious, is no no longer there to witness the magic? Does he fall? That's, I, I think that's your. I, you should answer that. You know, I think I think in this case it'll work because it's William's subconscious mind yeah. still thinks Continues that he's sleeping believe, on a bed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that would be real funny. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I fall asleep. If he st- if he thinks about it too hard, yes. <laughs> but also inflatable, like translucent inflatable chairs, <laughs> like you got to blow them up. That's also uh, feature <laughs> invisible in chairs house. that you have to actually blow. Yeah, real yeah, you got to real So you can see the real air <laughs> Okay, so everyone is seated in this uh, on the invisible uh, furniture in this apparently yeah. in this empty living room. Otherwise, derelict house. Uh, and the neighborhood's not great. It's kind of overgrown. It's, you know, definitely seen better days. And you're all together now, so go for it. I have a question. Yes. Will talking about setting this tra- trap affect my doom track? At this point, no. Okay. I've already made you mark it so far. I'm not going to make you mark it like back to back to back to back. Okay. So. Nice. Here. So. Got it. I think that's fine. Right. Here's what's going on. Vampiro. I'm not even sure I fully understand it. But apparently, uh, Horace is going to kill us unless we somehow manage to get rid of this really unsightly black spot that's really messing up my skin tone. Um, So it's also like a plague, so don't touch us. I'm going to take a step, scoot my beanbag chair back a little bit. So that's happening. So we're going to try and set a trap for... This person that keeps attacking us randomly, which is apparently Piero's friend, um, and gonna try and capture her. And I'm not sure what we're gonna do with her from there, but. How are you gonna capture her? I don't know. I was just, I was just gonna talk to her, honestly. I was just gonna try to convince sure. her to do the right thing. Do you do. Does Piero say that out loud? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Also. Neither of us can touch her, apparently. Yet. Physically. Okay. Yet. Just part of why we need you guys. What do you need us to do? To touch I her? I don't know. Help us to set a trap, first of all. Y'all got any ideas? <laughs> I don't know anything about her. <laughs> well, Neither do I. On my planet, the there is a race of people, and they have very, very large heads that open up like a mouth, and then they have a beautiful aroma comes out, and they lure Uruks into them and eat them. Ooh. They look similar to your, uh, okay. the Martian traps. <laughs> so we need something appealing yes. to Ruby yes. to set a trap. 
Um, so you. Me. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we got going on. How are you guys doing? I've <laughs> uh, been better. <laughs> yeah? You want to elaborate on that? I, I got some stuff going on. I, I'm not sure now is the best time for me to be uh, setting a trap for someone. But uh, we, we can we can work something out, maybe. Why? <laughs> Why is that? Jack, Jackie, I have been worried. You have not been texting me. <laughs> <laughs> you left me on red, Jackie. Oh, no. <laughs> Shift my labels. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I think that does. Okay. So, okay, yep, this is going to be a label shift. So, Darren, how are you trying to shift those labels? <laughs> I think I'm going to shift. I am trying to shift her superior down. And what? I'm going to shift her freak up. Okay, that can't happen. So, do you accept <laughs> this or reject it? Because you can reject this. I'm going to reject it. I think I've okay. had my own stuff to deal with. Okay, go ahead and roll. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. <laughs> oh, is that, that's no good. I have not successfully that's rejected no influence ever. Go ahead. Okay, so on a... <laughs> this hits me hard. <laughs> on a miss, their words hit you hard. Uh, mark a condition, and yep. I will shift your labels. I'm definitely guilty about this. Okay. <laughs> I haven't um, texted Darren. No. I think... I think I think your mundane is gonna go up. Okay, my mundane goes up. Yes, and I think <laughs> I think your freak goes down. Okay. Because I think what Darren uh, is saying there kind of hits you, but in your head this is like this is what you know normal dumb people. Yes, do. this is what this is what leave Static their shock does. Yeah, this is what Static Shock does. <laughs> he just gets into his own thing and he leaves you on red. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so that shifted my labels. And okay. I'm super guilty. Yeah. Like, oh god. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Darren. Perfect. I've, so this is now what I... This okay. Is, I'm sorry, I've been dealing with some stuff. Uh, some people from my past showed up. Apparently they can track me. I didn't know they could do that. And I'm not really supposed... To, I'm not sure I want them coming back right now. Like, coming to attack you or coming to, like, say hello? I don't know. Who are they? <clears throat> They're my... My old group that I used to run with in Maestro City. That's what's been wrong? Because I thought after we fought a mechanicalized skeleton made of dead animals, that after that you've been seeming odd. Yeah, there's there's been some, some stuff going on. I'm not sure who I am anymore. You know, that seems like you're sharing a vulnerability. It does. <laughs> Cybersource Hex might be me from the future. Uh, <laughs> so what does sharing a vulnerability do? Give them influence and hold two. Spend that hold to help them as if it were team. Nice. So who, so I think this is... I think this is I'm Darren. telling this to Darren, yeah. yeah. So Darren, you already have influence over there. Yes. Right? So go ahead and shift there. Just <laughs> oh, a dumpling. Oh, my labels are all over the place. <laughs> Nothing. I'm so sorry. Oh. Okay, um, I'm going to shift your superior down. Okay. And your danger up. <laughs> okay, that danger can't go up. Sorry. Go ahead and mark that condition. <laughs> okay. Your superior stays where it's at. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's good. Well, I'm going to be angry this time. <laughs> opening up is hard to do. Yes, yes. It causes all sorts of feelings. 
Oh. That's okay. So, to also that filled up three uh, conditions. Oh no! It did. Does that trigger my armature it, right now? It does. <laughs> I think. I think we're in the middle of just sitting here talking. All of a sudden, you know, this is getting this is getting to you. It's really getting to me. Yeah. So go ahead and what are you doing? I'm currently in eagle. So that locks eagle, right? Yes, that'll lock eagle. Okay. So that was my third one. I technically have Puma unlocked. So you can shift or into is Puma. Or is there like a new one that's going to lock? Or... I think at this point, go ahead and shift. Okay, I'm going to shift into Puma then. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. The Baron is kind of like mid-conversation, just shuts down. <laughs> Goes into hibernation mode, for lack of a better word. Uh-huh. All right, then. Uh... And uh, over the next couple of minutes while this is happening, what are the rest of you doing? Uh, invisible fan. Fanning the Baroness while they're down. Darren, what did you do? I don't know. <laughs> I think I would be like by her, like shaking her bear hide. Like, uh-huh. is this? Is it cold outside? Is that what happens to this species when it gets cold outside? Uh huh. So, so the cybernetic parts of uh, the Baroness had been kind of like reticulated, like feathers, and that just shifts and ripples and goes smooth. The claws on her cyber arm lengthen and curve a little bit. So this is the first time you've actively seen this happen. Mm. And from an outside perspective, this is weird as hell. It's like Terminator 2. Yeah. 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 Is this another weird bloom cycle? (laughs) Let's Um, go with that. And at that point, Uh uh, because last, uh, I think it was last session... Using mm-hmm. last session one before that, your armature track filled up. Yes, it did. And you may have thought that the killer people showing up was part of that. I um, may have. In fact, not so much. Okay. <laughs> what is part of that is that you now have a second ping going off on your radar. <laughs> That's the point at which a bunch of uh, black vans pull up outside. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and looking out the window, William especially, you recognize these vehicles. They're the ones that just passed you outside of Horace. Mm-hmm. Your father's folks are here. Mm-hmm. And they are quickly surrounding the house. And that <clears> is <throat> where we will pause and we'll pick this up. Oh god, seriously? <laughs> so- Masks, a new generation, is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of angst, bears, and system error. Give it your dollars. It is well worth them. The Baroness is played by A Glitch in the System. Pyro is played by Lenny. You can find her on Instagram at C4TFood. William in Furnace is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjitsu. Apex City is jammed by Jeremy, or so you think, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at Cinder underscore Brandt. On Instagram, at Brandt.ash, and on Tumblr at Kimmins. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.